Hey, welcome to Knockout. I am Arthur Olshansky with my co-host, Neil Constantoulis, the Greek freak. Well, we decided to do this podcast. A lot of people curious what goes in a day life of Neil and Arthur. What's a typical hour, day, week, month? Decade. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, We're going to be doing this a couple times a month. Hopefully, in the future, we're going to have some guests. Consider them a blast from the past. Uh, have a lot of interesting stories along along the way. I guess probably to kick things off is uh, maybe some introductions. Neil, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so Neil Constantoulis, born and raised in the mean streets of Freehold, New Jersey. Arthur calls me the menace from Freehold. Menace from Freehold. I'm saying Anyway, grew up in suburbia, New Jersey, moved to Baltimore 25 years ago, met my beautiful wife, Erin, been married for going out 21 years since April, four kids living in South Baltimore, and coming up in May, Arthur and I will be celebrating our 11 years at Click Solutions, which is crazy to think it's been over a decade. Yeah. The stories we have will be raw, it'll be funny, it'll be sad, but mostly funny. Names will be changed to protect the innocent. Very true. All right, I'm guilty. Tell us about well, yourself. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm Arthur Olshansky. I was actually born in Ukraine, Kiev, Ukraine. Obviously, a couple of years ago, nobody knew uh, Ukraine or Kiev. These days, everyone very well aware of uh, of my city. I came here in 1979, settled in Randallstown, Maryland, Baltimore, a suburb. I went to... Uh, Field Elementary, Old Core Middle, and Randallstown High School, very proud, and uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. I live in Westminster, Carroll County, rural area with my wife, Ina, my son, Nathan and Ryland. Number one, Ina. Number one. And uh, let's see, uh, Neil and I have been together now for probably about 12 plus years. We worked for a tech company before where we met, but like our paths crossed way before that. So it's kind of a small world. Being associate. Yeah. So we met a long time ago, uh, but then reconnected uh, at a, uh, another tech company. I had left. Um, I, rec- I recruited Neil. My name in. is Love at First Raps. Yeah. We used to. Love at First, but we, we, uh, had a common bond between the rap music we like because we're old. Arthur's no, the, he's over forty. You know, we're both over forty, so we grew up with nineties hip hop, and we uh, really had a good rapport on, on the same music we like, and we love to eat too. A lot of good food. Oh, it's kind of rare that you get in a car with someone and you drive and sing together, rap together. Questionable, but it is, it is uh, what it is. So actually, Neil and I lost our jobs almost about the same time. We were kind of trying to figure out what to do next, and yeah. we decided to make a run for it. Neil, Neil went ahead and formed Federal Health Solutions, mm-hmm. and uh, we went. So I think, taking a step back, the story goes, we were working for a large integrator in New Orleans together. Arthur was there six months prior to me, brought me on. And then day 28, working for this company, the owner asked me why I wasn't closing any deals. So long story short, he came to both of us and said, listen, you guys are great. We want you to work for you one more straight commission. 
So at that point, we turned to ourselves and we said, why don't we work straight commissions for ourselves? And literally within 48 hours, we had an LLC and Federal Solutions was up and running. And for six months, we worked out of every probably local shop in Federal Hill. At coffee shops, we would race to get next to an electric outlet so we can plug in. Yep. So um, may, may will be 11 years, which is crazy. I always tell people it wasn't easy, but it was fun. We're still, we're uh, still here. Well, I think the crazy part is going from, you know, you and I walking in, you know, working in different coffee shops, having 60 plus employees. Yeah. Which is crazy to think like that is nuts. You know, we literally would sit there going, okay, how are we going to pay our mortgages next month? And then, you know, fast, you know, flash forward, you know, 10 and a half years later, we have 60 employees, which is amazing. Love working with them every day. Kind of love, yeah, love that, inter- that interaction. <laughs> it's like, I love our team. They're great. Uh, yeah. And then probably what, a couple of years ago, we decided to rebrand a little bit as Click because a lot of people got confused with the name uh, Federal Health Solutions. They just assumed we did federal government work and we, we didn't do any federal government work. We were all, you know, commercial, uh, commercial clients. Just a little bit of history. Neil and I, when we first started working together, we, we sold uh, backup and disaster recovery uh, solutions, right? And so that was our expertise. Neil was a sales guy, looks of the operation, and I was, I guess I could talk enough of a game to have conversations, but I'll give you the benefit of that. You were the brains. Thank you. I was a little lesbian. Appreciate Yeah, we started uh, uh, delivering solutions for organizations kind of all over the country, right? We were, yeah. We were, we were doing pretty well, and then those clients started asking us for or more, right? Like it's more than just data backup. Can you help us with systems? And very quickly, our, and Roman Schraga joined our our, uh, our team right very, very early on. He was actually, we we're laughing about it. He was employee number one. Yes. Neil and I were not employed. Oh, right. Roman was employee number one. He's still with us. He's our CTO. He's brilliant, amazing. Hey, Roman will be 11 years this year. Super awesome. Super cool. Uh, we did spin off another company called Molni. Yeah. Which is a cloud uh, cloud company that focuses on you know private cloud and disaster recovery backup solutions. Deal that actually will be in Amsterdam in, in about a week or so. We have a third business partner, uh, Frank Hofstetten. So uh, we're looking forward to spending some time with him and coming up with some new ideas that our clients will be able to benefit in the very near yeah. uh, near future. Neil, you want to add any content? Yeah, Simone was discovered in uh, October 2015. Um, I remember uh, prior to that, in that spring of 2015, coming up with, with the name. We were sitting there, I was sitting on my couch, and we were texting names back and forth. And randomly, I Googled lightning in Russia. And Molny means lightning in Russian. So that's how we came up with the name Molny, which you liked. It's funny. It's funny because Neil was thinking like, you know, like Russian related names. I was like thinking like Zeus Prometheus. <laughs> You know, like Greek God-like related stuff. But right. uh, we settled on Molny, and, and how many years now, Neil? Was so it? October 2015 is when Molny was originated. So we're on eight, oh, seven and a half years. Almost, it'll be eight years in October, which is crazy. Yeah, you have some really long-standing clients. Obviously, Neil and I, very fortunate. Frank doesn't like to travel much overseas, so he's always pulling us to Amsterdam. Yeah, very, very boring. Pull our... Don't have to pull our arm too much. Right. We're always available. So for, for Molly, really focusing more on uh, backup, disaster recovery, co-location for our, our clients and prospects. And it's, it's been great. Uh, 
So and 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 also the click has evolved. Yeah. Right. Uh, initially, we were doing like some basic IT support and contract type. I mean, we work. Were, we were selling laptops. We we, we would sell anything. Start sell, sell ourselves. Yeah. No one's buying. <laughs> okay, so we we started. You know, we got into managed IT services instead of growing that cloud services with our own cloud platform and Microsoft Azure. Cyber cybersecurity has been big and. Digital marketing now uh, taking off as well as uh, well as analytics, right? So analytics has been uh, really, really big uh, for us. So that's a little bit about us. Yeah. I hope people find that exciting. You know what I mean? Um, Our goal is really not to talk about a lot of business, right? Because you know you go on LinkedIn, Facebook, everyone's promoting their business. Obviously, we're going to talk about business, but we just want to talk about fun stuff, have fun, world events. We're going to talk about food, talk about music. We're going to talk about WBI, which I'm going to get to in, in a second that Arthur wanted to explain. But uh, yeah, so we're going to, uh, one of the things that you'll get from us is, except we were clients tell us, is that we're very authentic and real. What you yeah. see is is what you get. I probably dropped the F-bomb a hundred times during the day. I try not to do it on the podcast, but uh, you know, I see one of our, Julia's shaking her head over here because it's the truth. But who you get we are who we are, right? Yeah, there's no, what you get is what you No sugarcoating. No, it's not real. It's a real deal. Uh, all right. So hold on. before we get into that, because this is also important, why don't we talk about, I know you've got some sports teams, you know what I mean, that you typically like to follow. Maybe you want to share some interests, like, you know, outside of family and work, you know what I mean? What? So growing up in New Jersey, you know, Arthur and I always talk about this. I'm a diehard Knicks, Rangers, and Yankees fans. I hate the Giants. I hate the Jets. Hate such a strong word. Oh, okay, dislike. So uh, I grew up a Los Angeles Rams fan, which is odd. And I'll tell you the story. I'm about seven or eight years old, and my parents hand us my brother and I a Sears catalog. They said, "Pick out an NFL starter jacket from this catalog." I guess I liked the yellow and gold, and I picked the Rams jacket. And I was a Rams fan ever since I got to college. Became a bookie. What? What? You be- what? <laughs> what? You didn't know this about me. Once you what? become a bookie, uh, you don't have a favorite team anymore. It goes right out the window. Oh. But uh, yeah, no, there, there, there's some some fun banter in the office. You know, obviously, we're, we're uh, you know a lot of people don't know this, but Arthur played hockey at UMBC. He's an awesome hockey player. I don't know about awesome, but yes, yeah. So uh, yeah. being a Rangers fan, Arthur's a Cavs fan, but it's it's good banter. We don't we. We seem to have, you know, if the Rangers aren't in it, I like to root for the Caps because I know it's been a, a long struggle for him based on, well, actually, was it 2016, 17 when the Caps won the Stanley Cup? No, not that long. 18? 18, 2000. So not that long. So that was fun to see him and Mazda crying hysterically after the Caps won the World we Cup. Right. We literally cried. Literally. I got a video of Arthur hysterically crying yeah. after the Caps. I should probably share that one day. One day that'll be on the on the broadcast, obviously. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you a hockey question. Now we're talking about hockey. So I know one of the things we want to talk about too is world events. But everybody knows Arthur's from Kiev. We're very supportive of the country, Ukraine. Being a Caps fan, right, best player in the world, arguably Alexander Avechka, is Russia. Won't speak out negatively against Russia. What is your thoughts on that topic? Well, interesting, interesting topic because very early on, he did make a comment. He did make a comment very early on about uh, he doesn't want war. He does. He has friends in Ukraine. He's got uh, obviously Russia. He basically said kind of like no war. So we were at that point. I was like, okay, that's cool because I mean, who wants 
was a terrible thing. But then he kind of like backtracked a little bit. Obviously, he's got a lot of pressure back then. His family lives there, stuff like that. But, you know, uh, and again, he's probably got his back to the wall, so he can't do much over there. Kind of controls things, but he still has him on social media as standing side by side with Putin. And I, I just can't get behind that, right? I, you know, there's there's not just Ovechkin, you know, there's even Russian rappers that I used to follow. And rappers are supposed to be like anti establishment, you know what I mean? So, like, for guys not to, to speak out, to say things. Well, is it also too because they're living and have family there that they're yeah, I mean, to speak out on it. He's afraid. He's afraid. I mean, probably inside he probably doesn't support it. But you know, I, it's something that's a challenge for me. I, I don't. I can't get behind him right now. I'm kind of like in a numb status. You know, I have an upcoming birthday coming up, and and uh, we were offered. Uh, somebody said, "Hey, you know, we can get Ovechkin and uh, Kuznetsov, another player, to kind of do a video for you to wish you a happy birthday and." Dina had shared that with me, and I said, absolutely not. I don't want that. You know what I mean? A couple of years ago, I'd be all over that. That would have been the coolest thing ever because I'm such a big fan. But at this time right now, it's not something that I really want to uh, to have. You know what I mean? That's kind of gotcha. That's kind of what it is. But great, great question. Yeah, so I was curious about that because I know you're a huge Cavs fan. Blah, blah. All right, let's get back to the fun stuff. Well, let's talk a little about world event. A little bit world, like you know, like we got a lot of things going on right now. Obviously, today is you know a one-year anniversary since Russia invaded Ukraine, right? So it's kind of a a big uh, a big thing, right? So uh, I can see today on a morning call with some of our Ukrainian team members, everybody a little bit concerned about that. Really be worried about what may happen. Be like some strike happening or something like that i think at the end nobody really everybody wants to get this over right had a huge impact globally it's had a huge impact on us right how does it end i mean you're much closer to the situation than i am i mean how do you think it ends uh it's very difficult i mean very difficult question uh i think it ends by uh some kind of i don't want to not negotiation, but some kind of exit. I mean, I think Putin's in a bad place. He's got to figure out a way to spin out of it that that strokes his ego somehow. Um, right. But uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think about that a lot. I definitely, a lot of people will say negotiations, but like, how do you negotiate right now when so much damage has been done? Uh, yeah. Can you innovate? Yeah. I think that's a challenge too, right? Yeah. And so I, I don't know how it ends. I hope it ends soon somehow. I hope uh, somehow either Putin gets taken out or he realizes he messed up, right? And somehow exits. I guess that, that, that'd be... Well, I guess it's important for our, our viewers to know we still have, what, 15 employees? Yeah, still 15 employees. Okay. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all the... Pretty much all the males in the, in the, out of that office, men out of that office are, are in Ukraine. And the men are not allowed to leave the country, correct? Between men are not, unless you have like a medical condition or something. You're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to leave because you're, especially if you're military age, you're not allowed to. Right. The ladies have been able to uh, to leave, but they're very eager to get back uh, as soon as they possibly can. Some of them actually have gone back to visit. Very complex uh, situation. Nobody a year ago, nobody expected to be here. So, stop. Stop. Um. What about, okay, so let's maybe change it up a little bit. You know, that was kind of a little more upbeat, please. A little more upbeat. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about food. Huh? Neil. Yes, yes. You know, uh food. What is I mean you are known. People used to make fun of us on, on social media about 
this is how this is how you guys work. And we would always be at some restaurant eating. Yeah. Uh, kind of wanted to ask you, you know what I mean? Yep. Lunch in Baltimore. In Baltimore. Okay. Got one choice. You know, like, Arthur, we got to go to this place. No, forget forget me. Got like a VIP client coming. Yeah. Neil, I want the best of Baltimore. And it's not at your house with your dad cooking. That's, we already know that's the best meal in town. But um, where is the best meal in Baltimore? You thinking like, like fancy or not fancy? Like, like, I think like, you know, that, where we had lunch Tuesday, Carilla's Cafe in Greektown is the best Greek restaurant, in my opinion. Stress that very important, in my opinion. The best Greek food in Baltimore. I would agree. Um, it was amazing. I actually took my father there two weeks ago, and he said it was the best octopus he's ever had. So, viewers out there, Carilla's Cafe, phenomenal Greek food. Please. Is it Carilla's or Carella? Carilla's, Carella's, tomato, tomato. It's a great place. Highly recommend that I had a chance to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome, awesome food. Great food. Um, I mean, there's so much. I mean, Baltimore, I think, is a little underrated when it comes to food. There's a lot of great restaurants, hidden gems. You just got to dig around and, and look a little bit from that standpoint. So, what about fancy? Fancy. Um, I'm a fan of Chingale, and I'll tell you why. I think, really? And I'll tell you why. I think the food is great. But I took my father-in-law there for dinner. Is this still open? Yeah, I think so. Maybe seven, eight years ago. And yeah, he grew up in the Bethesda area. He was he owned a bank, a business owner, and he told me it was the only place he's ever seen where they use an iron on the tablecloths. Real, and they were switching the tables. Interesting, they were ironing the table like old school, so like yeah, like fun. I, I'm a big fan, but again, this you know, the, the challenge I have with, with with food is it's your opinion. It's like nothing could be the best. It's the best because it's my opinion. I will tell you a funny story. Over the summer, I literally I'm a big foodie. I get a random text message, text the email, like from a 443 network. Like, who the heck is this? I had no clue it was. Like, hey, Neil, hope you're doing well. I'm, I'm bringing a date up to Baltimore for dinner. We haven't talked in four years. <laughs> what do you recommend I take her for sushi for dinner? And I'm like, crazy. I'm like, so obviously I Google the phone. I figured out afterwards who Google. But he's like, I haven't talked to you in four years, but I know you're, you know your food. So... He's like, where do I go for dinner? And I recommended Katana, because Katana Sushi, which we, I'm not, not Katana. Raw. No, the place up on North Charles Street. Minata. Minata. Minata's great. Minata, Fuji Street. Katana's the best in Westminster. Westminster, Maryland, Katana Sushi, Westminster. Oof. Minata's. Minata's is good up on Charles Street. They have lunch special, uh, half price or discounted specialty rolls for yeah. like 7 or $8, which is amazing. All right, so you... Want to take? Well, how about we tell the other funny story? But when we went to go eat sushi, uh, we were in her office, I believe, on Charles Street, and it was myself and Ina in the office, and we're driving to the restaurant to go to Minato's. Ina calls Arthur and says, "Hey, listen, Neil and I are going to meet you at the sushi place. What do you want for lunch?" And I'm speaking. He goes, "Oh, don't worry about it. Neil knows what I like to eat." <laughs> well, that's what happens when you spend every day together and then outside of your day you're texting back and forth yeah but I, I, I wish I was videotaping the look on her face when you, your wife is asking you what do you want and your response is don't worry Neil knows what I want which I thought is cool well, she still dis discussed that yeah which is great alright so you want to take Ina out for a nice dinner right 
We know we know breakfast spot where we're gonna go. Shout out Southside Diner. Southside Diner, Nick. Hey, um, you know you want to eat out for a nice dinner. What do you think? You know what? I kind of not a not a fancy place. Really, not a fancy place. And you know where this is going in Fells Point. Yeah, there's a place called is it Waterfront Hotel yeah. right across the Pendry. It's like a bar, restaurant, music venue. They have music. Used to be a long time ago. Interesting fact. Yeah, you told me. This is kind of the interesting part of it. Used to be a brothel. Yeah, so all the guys used to come in from the port. Inner Harbor was a big port, and they would want to have relations. They were lonely being out in sea, and they would just walk in there, and there's a whole thing about it. But the food there is amazing. I had, on record, the best steak frites ever steak was perfectly cooked medium rare fries salt it was unbelievable it was the best Interesting. it was the best it was the best for me that was good and the vibe was good they have a really cool bar they had live music playing it was like jazz not my thing you know, it almost reminds me of like a uh they call them the brown bars in Amsterdam, right you know what i mean yeah it had that it had that live you know yeah. what i mean old 1600 yeah, it, it adds that look yeah, yeah, in Amsterdam because I went to dinner two weeks ago. I'm not gonna lie, the service was phenomenal too. But yeah, I, I had that little European Amsterdam. Yeah, it's not very well known, but yes, it was really, really. Uh, it was really was great. All right, transition. Let's talk. Let's talk music. Because I know music is kind of, kind of, you know, one of the things you love. Yeah, I was asked this question. Uh, actually, I don't think I've ever asked you this question yet. Ooh, before I get into the WBI, so curious. All right, rapper, dead or alive, you can see. Any concert, front row seats to any concert, to any rapper, dead or alive, who do you choose? Well, it's tough. You know, because I was thinking about that the other day. I saw like a meme on social media about like, which rapper do you bring back like from dead? Or whatever. Had like nine different rappers that had passed. You know, like growing up, I mean, I've been listening to rap hip hop a long time. But, uh, I will say influential rappers, right? Yeah, choose one. No plural. You got to choose one. Okay, I'm gonna. This isn't. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go off. Uh, I'm gonna go off. Uh, no, I'm gonna go off completely off the reservation. Off the reservation here. You may think I'm crazy, but I think this is the greatest rapper ever. It can also be a group. No, no. He's the greatest rap to me. He is the greatest rapper, lyricist. His flow. His rhyme, his attitude, Vanilla Ice. No, <laughs> no. no, that's good though. No, that Vanilla Ice was when I first heard that one song. Well, I'll, I could, whatever. Um, to me, is Rock Kid. Okay, yeah, from Eric being Rock Kid. Being Rock Kid was like just this delivery. We were in the gym today. We yeah. were listening, right? Neil and I you were trying to. We're athletes. If people weren't aware, we're, we were working out. Yeah, look at. And uh, Matt, Matt at uh, uh, Matt at uh, Body and Rhythm Fitness is our uh, trainer. He's uh, lucky enough to have us uh, train with him. Uh, he puts us through our paces, but he basically allows us to like mix up the music which way, whichever way we want to. He had a really nice uh, kind of uh, playlist of uh, a lot of Eric B and Rakim songs. Amazing uh, to me. That's uh, okay. that's the best. But I will add the first time I heard Vanilla Ice, the Ice Ice Baby song. It like completely rocked my world. It was really? something I I don't I remember 
I was that time I was working at I was parking cars at Suburban Country Club. Yeah. In Pikesville. I was, that was one of my first jobs, parking cars. And I remember I was I was pulling into the parking lot and that song came in. I had a Jeep Wrangler, right? And that song came on and I was like, What is that? I was like, that was that was uh the way that, I mean, I, I didn't realize that was an old whatever queen or whatever. Oh, yeah. David the Bean. Whatever. Yeah, the beat. <laughs> but that was the way he delivered it and the beat. Like, I just, I almost want to dance right now. Yeah. Like, it's a baggy pants on. I had those, I had those like cargo pants, those MC Hamble. Yeah. So two weeks ago, we do a TikTok. Three things that we kind of, you know, share to the world about, you know, they didn't know about you or they didn't know about me. And, and one of the things that people don't know is that you were in a rap band. WBI, can we please, 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 I've had multiple people on LinkedIn message me, what's up with, wait, well, I won't steal your thunder. WBI, please explain to us oh, yeah. what WBI is, and come on, let, let's, let's hear it. Yeah, me and my, me and my uh, best friend, Justin Schwamberger, growing up, we, we were into, rap, we used to rap, and we used to uh, uh, break dance, and uh, competitive break dancing and, and rapping was pretty badass my win my specialty move was pop lock and windmill okay like i could do a badass Is that where you like you on the ground yeah oh yeah it was good i was and pop and you know and the, and the pop locking uh, and the whole thing it was really my strength that's what i would be called in for for that and we used to we used to rap battle against other guys in the neighborhood and we used to write our own lyrics and kind of we've always been passionate about it and then people kind of heard it and then justin's aunt was like Listen, guys, I think you, you have, she was working at a radio station. Actually, she was working at a, at a radio station slash studio in Westminster. I just, I didn't know because I was too young at the time. I didn't even know Westminster was at the time. Little did I know that I would end up living there. But she took us to the studio and we cut a demo tape. And it was probably about three or four songs on there. Some of it was like sample songs. Like we actually, I think, did like an Eric B and Rakim, like paid in full. You know that song? Mm -hmm. We did that and a few others, and then we wrote our own lyrics. I was awesome, a uh, yeah, don't laugh too hard, but yeah, awesome, a and we cut an album. I I have the originally living recording. Nobody else has this. I think on our SMC call, Ian actually has possession of his tape. We I haven't heard. Why well, it's been almost totally forgot. To, haven't heard. If you forgot to bring it, WBI White Boys Incorporated. We were basically like the white version of NWA. This was before, I will add, this is before Beastie Boys. Before Beastie Boys. Oh, really? Yes, before Beastie Boys. Like early 80s? It was like early, yeah, it was very, what, 1972, right? Yes, I was probably, it was early, it was mid to early 80s. Yeah. It was way before Beastie Boys. It was like, it was very unique. We just, can somebody fact check when the Beastie Boys came out? Uh, I was here in the studio to fact check Beastie Boys. But before they, okay, before, before they, they became hot. Before they became popular, I understand. You know, they were, you know, doing their thing uh, in, in Brooklyn or whatever. But before they became uh, popular, we were. Brooklyn, shout out we Special were. Ed. Shout out Special yeah. Ed. We were. Yeah, Special Ed. Oh, yeah, Special Ed. Uh, you still. No, they started in 79, but like. Okay. So before that, it's like mid 80s. Right? Yeah. Remember, they were not a rap group initially. They were like punk rock. Yes. Right? The fact check, fact checking. They were. They were pop, they were like a punk rock, and then they ska, punk rock, and then they went into this whole rap, uh, rap genre. So that was, I'll have to bring the tape in. We can maybe bust out some rhymes here before. Yeah, that, that was the phone. A lot of people were asking me, and they, they also were shaking their head that you, you cut your buffalo wings with a fork and knife. Well, that's a cultural thing. That's, that's, you know, growing up, 
growing up in, in a proper upbringing, I was fortunate enough to, to learn how to eat with a knife and fork. And wings are great, but they're, they'd be, they're messy, right? Just like crabs and stuff like that. So, like, why get your hands all smelly and stinky and stuff? No. The answer is no. You should get, not a ice, get a knife. Get a wings with a fork. Knife, and a knife. fork, and knife. And Nay, got to, like, get the towel. But then, just that smell. So it's kind of cool. All right. I, I still never forget the first time I saw that. Okay, I have a question for you. Oh, here we go. I have a question for you. All right? Yes, I do like big bucks, and I cannot lie. Jersey pizza. Yes. Okay, so, you know, Neil, if a lot of people do know that follow us, Neil is like our official pizza specialist, right? And he's very hard to impress. Uh, Maria D's is not on, yeah, not on his, not on his list. Uh, a few others are not on his list, but he always talks about. I have yet to experience this. Okay, he's always like, "Oh, we got to go to this place. We got to do Sal's, and what's the other place? Federici. Federici. I heard about this." I, I, maybe we need to just to drive up there to, to Verity Way trip. I have yet to experience this, right? But this is what I've heard, right? What makes Jersey pizza so good? So I think it's same thing with New York. And rumor has it's the water. Apparently there's something in the water that just makes the dough taste different and taste better. Um, and, it, and it's funny because, you know, there's a lot of pizza places in this area. And you know, I had this conversation last week on a public forum chat on, on Facebook is that the pizza you like is the pizza you were growing up with. There's no right or wrong answers to, to food that you like. I happen to like a little thinner crust, you know, Jersey-style pizza. The pasta mista around here is the closest I had when I was growing up in Jersey. And why I love that pizza is it brings me back to my childhood. You know, Dusal's Pizzeria in Frio, New Jersey, 537 is where I grew up. I used to cut school, uh, go there for lunch. Best pizza. That's interesting. Okay, so topics. Like, you have to build the perfect pizza, right? What's the perfect pizza? Cheese. That's it? it, it cheese. The, the, you should not put any anything on your pizza other than cheese. It's Mushrooms, green, blue. Come on. Cheese. That's it? That's it. You keep it simple, right? It, it, it's cheese pizza. Um, I see everyone shaking their head over there. I mean, my kids love pepperoni, but I want to taste the cheese pizza. Keep it simple. You don't like the thick pizza? What is it? So Sicilian's good. Um, you know, there's the Chicago deep ditch, which to me is a casserole. Don't ever call that a pizza. It's a casserole. Um, Sicilian, or they call it Detroit style or square pizza, however you want to call it. I call it Sicilian. Because again, that's what I grew up with. Sicilian's good. But again, I just keep it plain cheese pizza. Sicilian style is a little thicker. It's cut like a square. Fantastic. It's hard to find around here. Not too many people have it. Uh, there's a place called Vinny's Cafe of Hollywood that actually has it. Just pretty really. Yeah. To check that out, we have to check it out. All right, let another question. I have. This has been curious. A lot of people have asked that have gotten to know you, and have asked me this question. So I'm like kind of asking on their behalf. Should I be nervous? No, not really. But I think you'll ever be nervous. But why do people from New Jersey and New York cuss so much? You know, I I read an article once, and it said, and I think it was actually Gary V might have posted this. Gary Vinerchuk that. Who should follow us? That that the more you curse, the more trustworthy of a person that you are. I don't know if that's true or not, but I read there was a correlation between trustworthiness and having a foul mouth. Unfortunately, I have a foul mouth, but that's who I am and keep it real. It is what it is. 
Awesome. And uh, yeah, it's not it's not good when you have four kids at home, but uh, we're gonna try to keep the cursing to a minimum on the podcast. Yeah, you've done really well. You, we've done really well. So I've only dropped the f bomb once. I think. I didn't even catch it. That's how you said it. Even better. I didn't say it at all. It's great. The cats are wrong, but we'll see. All right. So I guess, you know, one of the things we want to discuss in this segment is what I call blast from the past, right? Neil and I have known each other and traveled quite a bit. In the future, we're going to have, you know, guests also come on the show that maybe we'll talk about their personal experience with us. I think it's going to be exciting, right? So... Um, maybe we can discuss Neil blast, uh, blast from the past. Right. So how about, how about I pick, how about I pick this set? Cause I, at all, I didn't want to name your name. There's so many. Where do you, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Where do you even start? There's one, so Neil and I, we, there's a guy that I, that used to work with me a long time ago. Names not to be mentioned. Right. Great guy. Really good guy. That'd be we know him both very well. And uh, he said, hey, guys, can I come to Amsterdam with you guys? Yeah, I think I think he was invited and passed. Yeah, we weren't, no, we weren't sure. It was almost one of the things, hey, I want to Amsterdam in two weeks. Why don't you come with us? We were at a bar. Yeah. It was the March Madness. It was the March Madness, which we're having our 10th oh, annual. Shout out to March 16th. Good call. Yeah. Don't forget about that. Yeah. March 16th, we're having our, well, it's typically our our. We're saying our 10th, but it's really our 9th because COVID crushed us one year. But uh, our March management, March 16th, Fat Patty starting at 12 noon, uh, 12 to 5, I believe, 12 to 4. 12 to 5. Time. Awesome networking event. Please stop by, reach out to us if you're interested in information about the events. We got some sponsors. We're looking yeah. for some additional sponsors. Uh, they probably below will post a link to the event if you want to be a sponsor. Uh, Charity is amazing. It's a uh, 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, Hope Children of Ukraine. It's for uh, displaced, recently orphaned uh, children or, or children of uh, military uh, veterans uh, who were trying to help them out through various different programs. One of them is English classes. Another one is is uh, maybe some providing them some technology equipment to help them in their studies since they're, like I said, they've been uh, displaced. So 100% of the of the uh, proceeds raised go directly to those uh, to those programs. We're very proud to be to be involved. By, but so this guy, we weren't sure that he was going to show up. So we're literally at he bought a ticket. We were at the airport, and this guy's rolling up with a, with a suitcase. Wearing his work clothes. Wearing his work clothes. We're like we're like we're like shocked. Okay, like you know, bought the ticket. Whatever we had a Armin at the time. Frank's brother had Armin that he would let us use, which was Rene, Rene, Rene. So he let us use his apartment, which was which is amazing. Uh, but the guy, you know, great guy, just was he wanted to have a great experience. He wanted to have an Amsterdam experience. Um, wanted to just try different things, uh, whatever. So we end up going to uh, Amsterdam. I had a couple situations with him. Um, he mentioned that the he he wanted to try marijuana, right? He wanted to try marijuana, but he's never smoked. So uh, uh, what we did for him is we said, well, let's just buy you like a. Well, he tried smoking, but could, no, he could. He, he did not inhale. He did not know how to. He did not know how to inhale. He was on that. Well, he, Bill Clinton is still Clinton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on that Bill Clinton. Yes, he did not know how to inhale. So, uh, we bought him a brownie. We bought him a brownie. It was a really big brownie, and like it was just such a size of like an iPhone. Yeah, but you weren't supposed to eat the whole. Th- it says in there like eat like a third at a well, time. So I'll tell you what happened. He, he eats the whole thing, and we had no clue. So 
I remember picking up the package and reading the package it said contains double the THC as a full. It was like diesel. It was diesel. And he ate the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, he must have been hungry. But but the story from here, what, do you want to do you want to tell? Yeah, I, I mean, do I want to tell the restaurant story first, or do you want to tell? No, let's finish this so you yeah. tell the rest. All the room, but but like so, we're sitting there. We had this living room. We're watching TV. We had a dude. Kenny was working with us at the time. Him and Neil were sitting. That's a whole different, probably a whole different broadcast on on that guy. He was awesome, great guy. Uh, and I'm kind of like laying on bed, just resting. Uh, and and there's a washing machine, right? Our right on here, right by the door. Yep. And he, this guy, oh, oh, said his name. He's sitting there on a chair, and uh, he ate the brownie. And he's like, "I don't really feel anything." I'm like, "Okay." And I was kind of dozing off. People, I fall asleep very quick. He put me on an airplane or in a car. With the TV blaring. Yeah, I can, it's the worst. I hate it. I can fall asleep like nothing, and then I have to steal the remote from underneath his armpits. That what you were doing? Don't tell him. Uh, but yeah, so. The, the dryer goes off, like, the whatever, like, you know what I mean? That noise to open. But then it kept running, right? It kept running, and I said, hey, hey, so-and-so. Can you, can you get the, because I'm trying to sleep, can you get the dryer open? He's like, doors. And I said, hey. I said, just, can you get this dryer? There's no response. And I, we looked at him. He was, he was, he was in a catatonic state. Where you had to carry him to his bed. I, I felt so bad. Fully like, clothed. He's carrying a grown man. Fully clothed with sneakers on, jeans, and like, look, look, I've never seen a human being in a catatonic state in my whole life. His eyes open, just staring at us like we didn't exist. Arthur carried him to bed, fully dressed. Like a military extract. I picked him up and I carried him and I had to undress him <laughs> and lay him down like a child, like a baby. I laid him down like a baby, hugged him in. I said, You sleep. Yeah, but uh, he was good. I was checking in on him because I felt responsible. I mean, you know, he, yeah. So I was. He was. He was fine the next day. But it was a great story. Yes. What What were you gonna tell? Well, so so prior to that, we went out to a great Greek restaurant, Turkish, Turkish. No, 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 no. This is not not that story. That oh, was no. Yeah. So we we go to a Greek restaurant called Santorini in Red Light. and in Amsterdam is very unique. The the stairs are, are either very steep. You'll test this, right? Yeah. Very steep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're spiral staircases, right? So we're in this we're we're in this Greek restaurant, and I'm mentioning names. Him and I go to the bathroom together, and it's a it's a spiral staircase. I mean, it's pre, it's pretty steep, and and we're looking down, and he turns and says, Neil, I can't go down by myself. I said, What do you mean? Just walk down the stairs. He, he was really really high, and I said, Listen, I'll go down first. And when I get to the bottom, I'll wait for you. I'll be like your spot, right? And Grant, this spiral staircase is almost centered a little to the left, almost in the middle of the restaurant. So when you go to the bathroom, everyone can see you. I get down to the bottom of the staircase, and I'm looking up. It's coming down. So after about 30 seconds, I'll say this. Look up. He's bumping down on his butt every step of the whole spiral staircase, like my two-year-old kids would come down the stairs in my house. He bumped down on his butt in front of the whole restaurant. Everybody's just crying, laugh. I couldn't control myself. I'm at the bottom here, hysterically laughing. I remember watching him bump down on his tuchus, as we say, from step to step to step. And it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my whole life. That was actually prior to the catatonic state. 
So uh, that was uh, a, a very fun night. Uh, you know, I, it's, we'll be in Anderson in, in nine days, ten days. Don't tell them that. What is the most? You know, what are you looking most excited to do? Like, what are you looking forward to do? Well, first uh, of all, we hang out with Frank. Right. So hanging out with Frank is going to be pretty cool. Um, just kind of hang out, have some nice meals, walk around. It's a beautiful city, great for walking. Uh, you know, you know, we've kind of built a tradition to pick a place to go, like a day trip. Yeah. We're still trying to figure that out. We're, I mean, we've been to what? Antwerp. We've been to Harlem. Köln. Köln. Utrecht. Utrecht. Terrible city. We've been. That Burgermeister, goddamn. The whole city. That Burgermeister. We've been the Hague, the Hague. So, Schumacher, Nikolaus, or Chalene. Is the area. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I'm excited just to sit outside Old Sailor and have a Heineken. Yeah. So what I people watch. What anything about the best city in the world? Yeah, yeah. I like one of the things I like about Amsterdam or even in Europe, especially these kind of uh, great cities, is uh, you know if you go into the a lot of the bars, they're affiliated with a certain brand of of uh, beer. of beer, right? Yeah. So like it's it's a Heineken bar or a a, a ju was a ju jupler that Jupler, whatever that that. But what they do is they, they give you these small glasses. About eight They're like 300 ml. What's ml? What Come on, I'm American, dude. Hell, hell yeah. It's eight ounce. Okay, eight ounce. Small. It's a small glass. But it's cold. It's cold, and it's from the tap. And it just like, like goes. It's like from the cow's udder. It just goes down so well. So good. What? The cow's udder. Use that thing, like, when they're like, you know, when you get, you know, when they take your, I might have to, I might have to Google it. But no, but think. The thing to scrape the beer up when they, oh, you know, that's, you know what I mean? You know, I'm talking about that, that hand looking thing where they want a few tonsils. They use that to scrape the That must be in New Jersey. Thing. Oh, when we go, I'm going to have you watch. That's a little weird, but I'm never going to scrape the top of the beer off the Heineken. By the way, Heineken in Amsterdam is 10 times better of a beer than it is. But they give you these small portions and you drink it and it's cold and it's fresh. And then you have it, you can have another or a different type. Whatever it's hip, they got excited. Your second beer, and you know what? Really, beer chay. Also, my yeah, my beer chay. Sorry, and my favorite is they have these French fries in this cone. Yeah, with the frit sauce, which is frit sauce is what? It's like mayonnaise, mozzarella. It's like mayonnaise, gust. It's like aioli. Is it aioli? Sort of. That's a yeah. It's like aioli sauce. Right, right. So uh, I just prefer the straight mayo. It's good. Anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to spending time with you and Frank. Just walking around, hanging out, doing some crazy stuff, and uh, just thinking about, you know, what else uh, uh, in terms of solutions. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're still working. Get me wrong, man. We, we work at least probably still eight, nine hours. Yeah, yeah we and, just because this is not a mancation. This is we're working. We have a lap. Neil always has his laptop with him. We have our phones with us. We're always connected. We're always responding to clients. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, nothing really changed. That's really what I'm excited about. I, I, I love it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It's an easy trip, right? We're flying on Aer Lingus through Dublin. I said it correctly. Yeah. Aer Lingus. No, I can't walk with I don't want to. We're flying on Aer Lingus through Dublin, maybe getting, I, uh, what is it? What's a Guinness? Guinness. Yeah, sorry. Get a Guinness at the airport and hop right on over. Yeah. And Frank, Frank will pick it up Frank from the airport. Guinness is a good beer. And this what was Peugeot. Um, Peugeot. Peugeot. That uh, one Belgian beer you loved. Oh, I don't know the name. Frank? but the more, the more, the more the, the blanche or something. Never seen any human being get excited for a beer than you did. Uh, you know, I know. I thought going. you were going to make love to that beer. I did. Yeah, that was like, that was in Utrecht. That was in Utrecht. Yeah, but but it's an Amst. It's it's all. It's not imported in the U.S. Yeah. we're going to find it. 
Favorite vodka. What's your favorite vodka? Oh, this great question. Uh, nothing exotic. Uh, Tito's. Tito's? Keep it simple. Tito's is the best. Texas, right? Texas, all Gluten-free? Gluten-free, I met him. I'm going to visit Karin. See Dub in the house. Karin, I'm going to visit you in Austin. We're going to go to the factory. We'll sample Tito's. So funny, funny vodka story. I'm going to tell the vodka story. Uh, Camden Yards, we went, we had a big event maybe eight, nine years ago, maybe seven, who knows. And uh, we brought some clients there. It's a really awesome story. And, you know, obviously Eastern Europeans, instead of formula or milk, the parents are giving them vodka with their children, right? So we had a, someone made a bet to Arthur. Literally, I, I saw my own eye. They took three different vodka. I think it was four. Three or four. Okay. But four. Four. lined up four shots of vodka, all different brands. And they said, we'll bet you, I don't know, whatever that was. Then you can't guess this vodka. It was Tony Bone. Tony Bone. Not only did he guess the vodkas, he guessed it by smelling them. He, he didn't guess them by tasting. I swear to God, I saw my own eye. He guessed it by sniffing them. He knew four different flavors no, of vodka. No. By sniffing them. That is pretty freaking amazing. It's like champagne for me. I, I, I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. He, he knew it. He was like, I, well, I, knew, I knew three of the vodkas. I never had Tito. I knew three of the vodkas, and I Tito's just came out. It's been a while ago. Right. Or it was a rain out beat. Yeah, they get it. The send the bar around. And so I'm like, all right, like I know Stoli sucks. I know. Stoli's No, Stoli's not. It's Russian. But it sucks. And then Absolute was there. That's not bad. Absolute. And then there was some other, like, garbage. No, no, there was some garbage there that was like like a rail, whatever, the cheap butt that they put in. And then there was Tito's. So, like, I was able to, like, by process of elimination, like, root out the garbage. And uh, Stoli was kind of like the next garbage. Absolute was was not bad. Absolute's like my my backup plan. Absolute. Oh, Grey Goose is good, too, but that wasn't an option. So it was Absolute was there. And then I'm like, well, that really good one must be Tito's. Bang. What do you compliment your vodka with? Cranberry, orange juice, cranberry, cranberry. But you know what? But you know what? It's kind of like yeah, I take care. Of it. But you know what? But you know what, Neil? Yes. Ooh, baby, I like it wrong. I like vodka just on a shot glass. Ooh, my stomach just turned, dude. That's nasty. Like just, just like. Well, I mean, I mean, if it's a shot, you don't sip it, right? Just shoot it. Oh, that's different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like lemon drops are good. It makes your chest hair stand up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a vodka guy, but that's really. Uh, I could right. do vodka martinis, like a dirty, dirty, dirt, dirt. Okay. One one thing I just popped off popped off for me, and we should probably wrap up this. Uh, okay. We're on broadcast for today because, as people know, me and you can go for, me and you can go for a long time. Hey, what can I get for ten dollars? Anything you want. No. What is the minimum amount of showers that a person needs every day? So I will say, uh, I'm a little OCD when it comes to uh, hygiene. So they make fun of me. So Arthur will say, I'll probably shower two to three. At least three. At least three. Three every day. Yeah. So I'll wake up, I'll shower, we'll go out, we'll work. And then we'll come back to the room and I'll shower before dinner. And then we'll go out to dinner, have a cocktail, and I'll come back and shower when we go to bed. I mess with the guy. I'm on purpose, like, trying to get him to miss that second shower. And they, like, I'm like, no, we don't have to go back. Come on, let's go out. Let's. No, no, no. Like, I could just tell he gets all worked up. Listen, I told this story, you know, five hours ago. Been with my wife for 25 years. The 
greatest compliment she ever told me was that 25 years I've known you, not once have you ever had body odor. I would have to agree with that. That's the greatest compliment any man could ever receive from his wife. Smelly once in a while and a very pleasant. Last time we were in Ipsen, our beds were two inches apart. That was actually, I almost, never mind. I always try to make a move on you because I was like, we were very close. There's a picture with our beds were literally like two inches apart. It was a interesting hotel room. The day in blue. Well, this was amazing. So yeah. fun. I mean, we're rookies to podcasts, so please bear with us. Yeah, bear with us. Be patient. We're going to get better. Yeah. We're going to bring more exciting stuff to you. Uh, talk about all kinds of interesting things. Really excited about it. Have guests. Yes. Right. So I already have a few in mind. A blast from the past that I want to have on one here to kind of talk about their experience with us. Also, when we have these guests, we'll just talk a little bit about them. You know what I mean? What they do for a living. We all have jobs. We all have yeah. time jobs. We all have families. Uh, we all we run a small business, right? We want to really help and promote other small businesses. Yeah. And ultimately, that's the bottom line, right? Yeah. Well, we came from nothing, and then we remember where we were. You know, eleven years ago, we built something nice, and we would you know try to help as much small business out there as possible. Yeah. We know what we know what it's like. So yeah, uh, thank you guys for joining Knockout. Like Mama said, knock you out. Famous Tulis, El Shansky, Nagayo, get it? Could put that together. Shansky. Till next time, guys. Take care. Be well. Thank you.